Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. I'm your host, Prophetess Rosalind Jennings. I don't know what happened, but we thank God the show must go on to teach you the powerful teachers tonight dealing with uh, generational, I say ancestor curses, or some people say generational curses. We just thank God for the men of God, uh, Pastor Sam out there in Houston. God is using mightily. Um, Pastor Sam, just introduce yourself to the viewers, you know, about your ministry, how to contact in the morning when you have your morning show. And go go ahead, man of God, the floor is yours. Go ahead, please. Uh, thank you once again for the opportunity. Good evening, everyone. I'm there. Uh, we are here in Houston. Uh, and the ministry is called New Dimension Evangelical Ministries. Uh, it's a deliverance and prophetic ministry. And the Lord, we just, we just started by last year. We're almost just a year now. But the Lord has been doing so wonderful and so powerful in our midst. And we bless God for what he's doing. And uh, it's, uh, like I said, we are much more into deliverance, dealing with generational causes and covenants and yoke, and then and so on and so forth. Our prayer line runs every Monday to, Monday to Friday, 6 a.m., our own time here. And at 6 or 7 a.m. every every morning, it has been a blessing, and it has always been uh, being full and being jam packed. Uh, the prayer line is six four one seven one five three five eight zero six four one seven one five three five eight zero, and the code is eight two one four nine three. Every Monday, every Monday to Friday, our our own time six o'clock, which I guess are like those of who are, who are in a, it depends on each each day the time. But here is six a.m. in the morning, and we bless God for what the Lord has been doing. And for but you can also for more about our ministry or maybe our books, you can visit our website www.samhunsu.com www.samhunsu.com. Thank you so much, Prophet. Yes, and uh, you know, I, I thank God tonight. We're going to um, answer a lot of questions. A lot of time when you when you are uh, living under curse, you know something's not right, but you just, you just don't know what it is. You know, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of ministers. They don't want to deal with deliverance. They don't want to deal with spiritual warfare. And so when you when you're around when you connected to the wrong um, minister and you're going through a spiritual problem, just like if you have an eye problem, you go to a, a specialist. Amen. If you have an eye problem, you go to a specialist that specializes in eye problem. You don't go to a foot. So when you're dealing with a spiritual problem, you need someone that God has called and anointed and appointed and has the grace to deal with a spiritual problem. And in fact, a lot of times you could be you could be in a church and you're going through a spiritual problem, like a generational curse, spiritual husband, or any type of spiritual thing, and you would go to your pastor, him or her, and you know the first thing they would say, "Oh, have faith, trust God, so a seed. Everything so a seed, so a seed, so a seed." And I don't care how many, much money you sold, if you you need deliverance. You need to live. You need that spirit cast out of you. Amen. Like Jesus did in the Bible. And okay. And so it just be frustrating when you meet someone like Pastor Sam and other Pastor Edward, other people that God is using. Um, that when you have a spiritual problem, 
they know how to they, they know how to help you and you don't feel like you're crazy. So a lot of times you could be going through something, you know something's not right, you have that question mark, but because you don't know where to go and you don't have the right people, you feel like you you're going crazy because everybody's telling you, Oh, have faith, trust God, um, you must be doing something wrong in your life for you to have probably like, No, I'm I'm living you know, I'm I'm repenting, I'm forgetting, I'm living right. I'm, you know, I'm paying my tithe. I'm serving. Why, you know, why these things? And you don't even know if you, you you're dealing with a generational curse. You're dealing with whatever it is. So it's refreshing to have the man of God um, on here tonight. And um, these generational curses are real. Whether it's premature death, poverty, rejection, market hatred, um, you know, it, it, um, injustice. It, it, these things are real. And a lot of times it's running in your family. You see it, and your family knows something right, and they don't want to deal with it, or they don't want to deal with it. And you say, okay, how do I get this curse broken off my life and off my family? And so I want Pastor Sam to give people the signs. Because sometimes people will be living, you know, on the curse, but they, they need to know, okay, how I know I'm dealing with a generational curse? What signs did I know for sure that I'm dealing with? You know, so I could go and get me some deliverance and be set free. All right, thank you, so, thank you so much. Like I said, this is a subject that uh, most most people run away from because it's a very very uh, challenging calling when you, when you are into deliverance ministry. And uh, today, like from where we read, where we read now, you can see so many even believers, Christian evangelists, pastors are under all these uh, foundational bondages, and until they are dressed in the right way. There won't be any solution. So I uh, quickly some sign, like I was saying before the line way before we continue. Like I said before, now if you're always feeling depressed, you always experience disappointment. All you experience is disappointment. Uh maybe when people are being blessed somewhere and when you get there, they say, Oh, it's finished. You don't it's it's always disappointment. If you are all all you do is to struggle and then when you struggle and struggle, you have nothing or little to show for it. That is sign. If you are told or you are always full of fear. Now, you know that you are talented. You have the gift. You have the anointing. You have the calling. You are smart, but those gifts are not making any headway for you. That's a sign. You know you are full of anointing. You have the gift. You have the potential, but you don't have the ability. Maybe, maybe you, you are stranded financially, or maybe you don't really, you are, those gifts are not really making a headway for you as a sign that something has gone wrong in their foundation. If you are open hearing strange voices, some voices can tell some people, oh yeah, go ahead, carry that gun, shoot this person, or go ahead, do this thing, Neg- just negative stuff. There are some voices that are just able to do something that are go- They could have finished finish taking those steps before they know that what they have done is wrong. That's what we call strange voices. Now, if you, have, if you know that someone, your family, your children, someone is being pursued by what I call vagabond anointing, vagabond spirit, inability to have a steady home. We have some people who are, who are having the challenge of vagabond marriage. They go from one man to the other, one man to the other, one man to the other. And so I so for vagabond anointing. That's the wrong foundation. If suicidal thoughts are often running through your mind. That's the wrong foundation. Uh, just recently, or yesterday, I was watching a video on YouTube how a young man 
almost commit suicide. Thank God for the spouse who are able to, 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 to save him and then they, they embrace him and bring him. If not, so such thing is a wrong foundation. So involvement, uh, if you are often feeling caged, you always feel as if you are caged. You know there's something in you that needs to manifest. But those things are not manifesting. You are often feeling that something is, is you are being pressed, you are being depressed. You often feel that where you are is not where you're supposed to be, that you should have go higher than the level you are. That's the wrong part. That's I'm telling you wrong from the foundation. Often feeling spiritually caged. That's a sign. Often experiencing falling and rising, falling and rising, falling and rising. You rise up today, you are doing well, and you are happy for you know, it. Something happened, and then you went back to scratch there again, try to rise up again, and then you see it, it's the same thing happening again and again like that. That was falling, that's the wrong foundation. And so on and so forth. Or maybe most times, you are always being explaining unexplainable hatred. All you see is hatred. You try to love people, but nobody is ready to love you. You try as much as you can to make others happy, to help, but nobody is ready to help you. That is fine. Amen. I know about that. That's so true. Amen. Um, Pastor Sam, are you there? Men of God. Amen. Pastor Sam was just explaining the sign that you would know that you're under a curse dealing with a generational curse, dealing with your foundation, amen. And he was telling about the mark of hatred. No matter what you do to people, you can be this nice person, but no matter what, people hate you for no reason. No matter where, anywhere you go, people are rejecting you, people are mistreating you. He was saying that's one of the signs. Um, he was saying how um, limitation, stagnation, no matter how hard you try, you never could get to another level. He was talking about one minute you 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 doing well, the next minute you back to square one. Another sign is poverty. It doesn't matter how much you, you pay your tithes, you give, you always experience the poverty of lack. Um, he was saying how you can't there's no stability in your life. Um, he was just sharing a little lot of things. He was just sharing um, with us. Um, so we just want to thank God because we know this is a right now teaching. Amen. And I know um, I'm going to call him back for him to call, come back and give me a moment. I'm going to call him back so he can call in. Give me a moment. Amen. I'm still going to call him right now because this is the right now teaching. So many people are going through this because they doesn't have the right a spiritual leader in their life, the right people in their life, they think they're crazy. You're not crazy. You're dealing with a spiritual problem, and you're just not connected to the right person that can help you. Amen. And it's good that people know that they're not crazy. They just need deliverance. Amen. And they, have, they didn't do anything wrong. You know, the first thing the enemy would say, oh, you did something wrong. That's why your life is like that. No, you, you don't have to do anything it's from something what your ancestors have done. Um, some a lot of time before you even think about being born. So let me call him right now and connect him um, over. So give me a moment, uh, Pastor. If you could call in and just do a prayer while I call Pastor Sam on the other phone. 
them, um, Pastor Sam? Okay, hold on. I'm a, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to connect you to the show. Hold on, man of God. Okay. See, the enemy don't want to This is This is good teaching. The enemy don't want to hit. Okay. 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 Hello? Hello? Hold on, man of God. Okay, you there? Hold on. I'm calling him from my other phone so he won't be able to get disconnected. We just thank God. Father, we thank you, Lord. God, we glorify you, God. Because you're the King of glory. Lord, but we ask, oh God, that you would take control of the airways, oh God. That you would take control, oh God. Hallelujah. The networks, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we see the blood of the precious lamb. Hallelujah. We see the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus over this line, oh God. Over this broadcast. Over the networks, oh God. Over the telecommunication systems. In the mighty name of Jesus, we plead the blood of the precious lamb. For that your word, O oh God, can come forth, O oh God, so that your people, O oh God, can hear, O oh God, hallelujah, that it would need to be heard in this hour, O oh God, so that your people can be set free, O oh God, hallelujah, from the things of the past, from generational curses, from things, O oh God, that have been um, placing them in, in bondage, O oh God, from generation to generation. And we thank you, God, that in this time and in this season, that you're using, oh God, the man, oh God, hallelujah, to come, oh God, and break the strongholds, to come and expose the enemy in the name of Jesus and break the strongholds off the lives of your dear children so that they, oh God, can propel forward, oh God, into the great destinies that you called out for their lives. Oh God, we bless your holy name. Oh God, we magnify you because you are worthy, Lord, to be praised. There is no one like you, Lord God. And we thank you, oh God, for taking care of the matter, oh God, taking control, oh God, over the networks, oh God, over the telecommunication systems in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, we bless you in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, I need you to do me a favor. I'm um, I'm gonna give you his number, and you need to call him because the enemy's not trying to not let him even even get in my other phone. I'm calling from. It's it's not letting me even call in for some reason. You ready? Okay. okay um. One. Put in the chat room? Text me his number. Text me his number. Text okay. Me his number. Hold on, Pastor. We're gonna let Pastor. You see a six seven eight number, Pastor. She's gonna call you, okay? Okay, good. Okay, I'm gonna text you the number right now. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. Okay, Pastor Sam, she's calling you from a six seven eight number, okay? That's gonna be Pastor D, okay? 
just hang up on this phone and, and let her. Okay. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Pastor, are you there? What a mighty God. I'm here, but I went to his voicemail. I mean, it went to a recording. And then, okay, um, okay, try it, try it again. He just hung up on the other phone. So go okay. ahead, try it again. Okay. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. Hallelujah, God. Lord of lords, kings of kings. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woman of God. Yes, you got him? Yes, we're here. Okay, God bless you. We, we welcome back Pastor Sam. Um, you could continue letting the people know the signs of them being under a curse. Go ahead, man of God. Thank you, Pastor. All right. Uh, we rebook the devil activities about this prayer line this evening. I will destroy most of the enemies in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, as I was saying before, so the signs uh, of to know if you have a generational ability, you have under a, a, a cause or a wrong foundation has been established that we need to pray about. Now, so, if you are often, like I stop, I say, if you are experiencing falling and rising, if you rise up today, you are doing well financially or ministerial or whichever way. And then before you know it, something happened, and then you go back to square zero. Now, if you find it difficult to settle down maritally, if you find it difficult to settle down maritally, that's a sign that something has gone wrong in the foundation. Or if you're often struggling with finances and you are experiencing financial instability, that's a sign. Now, if you see yourself, you are following the evil pattern of your parents. Oh, the evil, some things that go from one, we call it a, we call it evil pattern. That's what we call evil pattern. That means what happened to your parents, your grandparents, the same thing can be, like I said before, can be generic infirmity, can be generational poverty. It can be a spirit of lying that everyone in that family, they are all liars. It can be armed robbery. It can be one, just one evil or the other that go from one generation to the other. That's sometimes to tell you that you need to pray seriously and address your foundation. But we say if the foundation is being destroyed, Psalm 11 verse 4, what can the righteous do? The righteous now, the believer now, we can only do us, only cry to God in praying the right prayer. And like I used to say, until we pray the right prayer, we might not get the right result. But also, if you are always experiencing instability in all you do, 
That's the sign. If you often hear strange voices that others cannot hear, or disturbing thoughts, or disturbing voices that others cannot hear, that's a sign. Sometimes if you have problems attending church, even reading your Bible, or concentrate during preaching or sermon, it's, that's, the, that's only wrong the foundation. Because foundational spirit, generational spirit, we want to disturb you, think that distract you not to get the best when you are even in God's presence. Because you know, the more you, you hear the word of God, the more you read your Bible, the more you pray, the more you get your freedom. So we will do everything possible to hinder you. If you have pains that move around your different part of the body, often feeling strange pains, unexplainable pains, and you go to hospital, and the doctors will tell you, oh, we couldn't say anything after all dialysis, after all manner of uh, tests, they wouldn't say anything. That's something stronger in the foundation. If you have gotten to the age of settling down maritally, and no one is show interest in you, despite your beauty. And maybe most times all that come to you are married men, and that's a sign. Or if you're often threatened in your dream, that's a sign. If you discover that your sex life is getting abnormal, some men are ready to sleep with anything that comes their way. Some women are ready to sleep with anything that comes their way, that's a sign. Or if you see that your life is getting harder and your problems are getting greater now that you are born again. Maybe when you are seeing the world, you are able to be fine, but now that you are born again, things are getting worse. That's a sign. Or if you often see some see or send some dark figures and smell some unpleasant things around you, that's a sign. I can continue and on and on and on and on and on. Robert, should I continue? Or any other question? No, um, that's that, that we thank God for the signs, but um, we want to let people know what they need to do. What's now that they know that it's generational as of the curses? What do I do next? You know, so how how do I get my deliverance, my total freedom? You know, for real. Thank you, thank you very much. This is where the challenge always lies because most times people come to us for prayer. They say, "Oh, Pastor." I've gone for a deliverance here, I've gone for a deliverance here, and nothing that's happens. But that's not the case. The truth is this. It is not everyone who is a ministerial line that are calling to deliverance in the divine ministry. That's that again. It is not everyone who is in ministerial line that are called to be deliverance ministers. And until you get your deliverance from the right place, the right source, the right place, you can't get the right result. Now, this another truth is this. Deliverance prayers are not prayers that you pray today and say, oh, I've gone for deliverance before, I can't go again. No, it's a continuous, it's a continuous exercise. Now, apart from that, it is not just about the deliverance. Like I said this weekend, uh, last weekend, when I were on the deliverance here in Houston, I told them, I said, the most dangerous thing is this, inability to maintain that deliverance. Because if you get deliverance, you go back to your body, you go back to your sin, that, that problem will become more worse. Mm-hmm. So what's the way out? The way out is to look, look for a genuine place where you can get genuine, I use the word genuine deliverance. Genuine deliverance. And like I said, that's what the Lord has called us to do. The Lord brought our ministry to this land for that purpose. And Amen. that's what 
exactly what the Lord is doing. Amen. Now, Pastor, I want I want you to speak to the ministers, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, pastors, whoever in ministry. Um, go into detail slowly, because if you 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 are a minister and you're doing all you can in your ministry, you don't see no growth, no help. Nobody wants to help you. Um, people come and they use you, they feed off of you, drain you, and they go somewhere else. And they won't they won't even sow five dollars or do nothing for you, the ministry after they drain you and take from you. But the person who's gonna do nothing for them, they give all their money to and help them. It's, you you feel rejected, you feel overlooked. Talk to the uh, the leaders about that. They go and do that in their ministry. Well, like I should say, in such case, the problem is not even the people coming to you. It's because such a minister is still under a particular foundational bondage. The problem is the minister, not the people who are coming or who are coming. Because if such person has a foundational challenge, those spirits will not allow anybody to remember you to bless you, no matter how anointed you are. People will come to you and they will be blessed, but they will have great testimony. But the next, the next time you, you won't hear, you won't see them anymore. They can even go back to that place and start sowing seed in that place. They forget who the God used for them to get that testimony. This is what foundational spirit forces can do in order to discourage such a minister from continuing to serve the Lord. In order to discourage or to push such a person to do the wrong thing, which will make God to be angry with such a person. So what such person to do for is to do what is to deal with himself. They are what we call deliverance of the deliverers. Deliverance of the deliverers. I mean, deliverance of, for the pastors, evangelists, for the ministers, they need their own deliverance too. Now, like I used to say, I'm a perfect example. As I am today, I, off, I go for deliverance as often as I can if I'm opportune to go. I don't say, oh, because the Lord is using me to deliver that, I won't know. I don't do that. If I say, hire a genuine place, which, of course, the ministry of which where, where I, was brought from, I was brought up from, if I hear them do deliverance now, anywhere they are in this U.S., I want to go there. Or sometimes I travel down to Nigeria just to go and do it to go and pray and get more deliverance. So what am I talking about? Deliverance means deliverance. So such ministers should do what? Seek genuine deliverance. And you see, this one more money happens sometimes. I'm talking as a pastor, and I know most of us today, we are, we, are, we are all ministers. You see, anytime we are opportune to come across a genuine deliverance minister or a pastor who's going to use for us, we need to humble ourselves and forget our title at that moment and obey and do and get the result we need to get. So the, I got to shift that in quickly. So such person to one needs to go. Not one day, not one day prayer. Deliverance talking about a deliverance something that can last you for at least a whole week. From one prayer to the other, one segment to the other, and so on and so forth. Like the one we did here this weekend, it lasted for a good three days. And believe you me, I couldn't cover even half of the subject. Because we don't have the time to cover them all. So such persons should go for, for deliverance. And it will be a continuous thing. Uh, are you Iman? Amen? Amen. Amen. Talk, talk about 
talk about how important um, to have a lifestyle of fasting and praying and uh, what, what scriptures or what prayers they need to pray and what scriptures they need to be praying as well. Go ahead, man of God. Uh, well, when it comes to the issue of dispensational deliverance, let me quickly shift this in. It's not something one can do. It's for our own. Yeah. A deliverer cannot deliver by himself. You will need a higher anointing to work with. But in case of individual revival exercise, fine. One can do prayers, and then one can, when you are praying, like I said, foundational prayers must be targeted. Must be targeted. It must start with confession of generational sins. Then after that generational confession of generational sins, there are so many areas to cover. They're talking about causes. They're talking about rock foundation, witchcraft, marine, water spirit, spirit wife and spirit husband. They're talking about evil blood pattern, relational liabilities. So there are the areas, the prayers to cover. That's areas to cover. Mm-hmm. And each that area that area to cover. So that like I say it's a very, very extensive uh, exercise. It's a very, very extensive one. But for anyone who can patiently undergo this spiritual exercise at the right time, at the right place, there will always be a change, which I can always guarantee because I've been a victim and today I thank God the Lord has when I thought of deliverance today. I can't count times with that number that I've gone for genuine deliverance, which I'm still going for if I'm opportune. Mm-hmm. So these are the these are areas to cover, especially wrong foundation give back to spirit wife, spirit husband, mm-hmm. which can be so, 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 so challenging to deal with. Because okay. okay, go ahead. Okay, I, I want to ask you a question, and I'm going to let Pastor D um, ask the question. I don't want her to think I forgot about her. I haven't forgotten about you, woman of God. Um, my question to you is um, explain. I've, like somebody told me they was eating in a dream. Explain to them what the, does, does it mean, eating in a dream, or explain to them what is a spiritual husband, what is a spiritual wife. Sometimes some people here in America call it Ichabod, Suckabod. You know, explain them, because sometimes people could be gone, but they don't even know what it is. Explain to them, and what does it mean when you're eating in a dream or you have bad nightmares? Talk about that area, and after that, we're going to let Pastor D ask the question and take a go forward from there. Now, I don't know about, is it eating the dream or the spiritual? Is it two different things? Eating the dream or spiritual husband, spiritual? I want to talk about both. First, talk about eating the dream, that's one. There are people that eat in the dream, and then talk about the spiritual husband, spiritual life. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Just, just a summary of it. They are all extensive teaching. Now, within the dream, that's what we call spiritual teaching. We have what we call spiritual caterers. These are uh, a, a department of witchcraft kingdom. Witchcraft kingdom have a department called spiritual caterers and spiritual kitchen. Spiritual kitchen is where they prepare demonic food to feed people with in their dreams. They have to track it trials that prepare this food. They are all demonic agents. Now, what is the purpose of this food? They try to feed people in the food 
in order for to implant like sickness into their body. Those food are demonic. Now, some people today who are having sickness in their body can be cancer, can be uh, tuberculosis, it can be this and that. This have, because they are picking from what I call demonic witchcraft table. So when you eat such a food in your dream, it's an implantation of evil, which can bring forth headaches. Uh, it can be head, any difficult head issues, it can be any infirmity and sicknesses. That's like I said before. So such person will go to the hospital and, and test. You won't, you won't say anything in your body, but spiritually something is going wrong. So that's what, that's what happened. And what is the effect of this food? This food will always, if anything that happens, it mostly happens when people are close to particular breakthrough. And when they eat that food, that breakthrough will not come to pass anymore. It's like a blockage. So that's about, about eating in the dream, which is not really good. That's why on a prayer line, every morning, I said, well, first thing to do was cancel your dream and drink the blood of Jesus to purge yourself from every food you have eaten in the dream. Now, each husband and spirit wife, very extensive teaching as well. These are all called incubus and succubus. That's that the, uh, the, the Hebrew name for them. Spirit husband or spirit wife are the many personalities that sleep with people in their dream in order to see their glory. Their powers from the waters. They are marine. They are marine. They are, they are power from the waters. And uh, there are so many signs that one can know that this is the place. One is, we have, always have a wet dream. Not all the time, but most times. If you always see someone lying by, your, by the side of your bed in your dream, we should even know. Or you are having difficulties in your marriage, in your relationship with, with, with opposite sex, physically. These are spiritual transactions. But sometimes, this spirit husband or spirit wife can physically appear to warn a physical spouse. Mm-hmm. I've seen that before. I've, that has happened before. A lady who has a strong spirit husband, that spirit husband appear and warn the physical spouse to stay away from his wife. And then the man ran. Because no man wants to hear that and wait. Because if he, if he didn't run, such man can be strangulated. Anything can happen, can be an accident, just to make sure. It's, they are jealous spirits. They are so jealous, very, very jealous, that ritually all they want is what? To be mating with that fellow. And physically, they don't want anyone around that person anymore. Okay. That's why Okay. Okay. So let me let me ask you something because we need we need some clarity because everybody don't know what it, it is. I'm trying to really talk to people who don't know or have an idea. So you saying like I know that it blocks you from your breakthrough. It causes sickness and it also causes like hatred. If you have anger, it's one of the signs too. If you have uncontrollable anger. Just tell mm-hmm. us the sign. If you know. I was told, um, somebody, I was told, I heard different teaching that this spiritual husband, spiritual husband, it's it, it all so good. It's, from, it's, from, it's not from God, from the devil. But I heard sometimes it hides. What do you mean by that, it, it hides? Well, yeah. You see, this, uh, these, these false spirits are always corny in their actions. Are you getting me now? Now, when they know that maybe you, you are the type that when you know they are, they are at work, you want to aggressively, prayerfully address them and shoot them away, so they can be carried out their activities unnoticed. That would be by hiding. 
So if the sign that the youth to know that, oh, this is what normally happened to me, and they begin to address the area, they can turn around and start operating from another angle. Now, like we said before, uncontrollable anger, fine. Loneliness. Because sexual loneliness is a sign of spirit husband because spiritual control the physical. So when you are engaged with a spirit husband or spirit wife in the dream physically, you will not be some, some some ladies today are no longer interested in any man because virtually they are engaged. Some people that work on the street that we see, some day they are putting on a wedding ring of the wedding they have conducted in the spirit. And, uh, and like I said, there are so many signs which we cannot talk about now because of time. So there are so many signs about that. Okay. Okay. So I, go ahead. I'm out of the operation. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to give Pastor D an opportunity to ask you questions. Go ahead, woman of God. Um, the question that I that I want to ask that I I really um, want the, um, those who really need deliverance that um, Pastor Sam, if you could just tell them what is one of the what is the key component of of deliverance so that people understand you know the key components of deliverance um, because you know people that you know they they go and they they get prayed for and you know, and, 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 and things of that nature, uh, or what have you. And, you know, and, 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 you know, they go and they obtain knowledge and, 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 and everything, but, um, you know, they still find themselves there. And I understand that deliverance, some deliverance, it is a process. Um, but, um, I also understand that, you know, some people, uh, some people don't get deliverance, delivered, because, you know, of, of the key component that's missing. And so I just want you to just talk about that, the key component of deliverance, you know, um, so that, you know, people can understand that, you know, that what the desire is, you, you, have to, you have to be a person, you have to believe, you know what I'm saying, and you have to, uh, you know, accept deliverance, and you have to be- believe in deliverance. And there's so many people that, that, that miss, their, their their moment of deliverance is because of you know the lack of faith, and so if you could just really talk about that, um, you know, talk about that um, man of God, so that people can can stop no longer be stuck in the rut of of and stuck in the cycle of of whatever curses or generational curses or whatever curses that may be laid before them, because believing is 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 a very key factor. Um, you know, in deliverance. So if you could just talk about that with the people, that will be um, greatly appreciated. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, the Bible says, look at Obadiah 117 says, On Mount Zion you shall be deliverance and their holiness. And then before the people can possess their possession, one major component of deliverance is holiness. Holiness is very, very important in the sense that when you go for a deliverance, like I said before, and then you go back to your vomit, you go back to your sin, you go back to your unbelief, you go back to your doubt, those things you have been delivered from will still find their way back to such person life. Like what Matthew 12, 43, 6, then when the unclean spirit goes out of a mark, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest. 
and does not find it, then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, find it unoccupied, swept and put in order, what happens? It will go and bring one different seven spirit to the world occupied. So all this is very, very important. But more than it all, more than it all, we need to understand the work of redemption. The work of redemption is also very, very important. No matter what the conflict is, the, the bondage, the financial stuff are, we need to know that Christ has come to pay some price for us. We have that belief, it helps us a lot. Like I said, what we are only addressing are the consequences of, of, those, of those things, those foundational steps. So, holiness, believing in the words of redemption, faith, ability to believe that, oh, I'm delivered, I'm delivered, I'm delivered, I'm not going back to think about those things anymore, or seeing them being active anymore in your life, they are very, very important. Faith, holiness, the redemptive, understanding the redemptive rights are so very, very important. There are a few things I want to mention. There are other, other areas, but for now, those are the major components. Faith, belief, holiness, and understanding your redemptive rights. Do I ask that question? Answer that question, ma'am. Thank you, Menaga. Uh, Pastor T, do you have any more questions? Uh, no, um, the, I, I do not have any more questions. You okay. also have one in the chat room as well. Okay. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I think we lost um, Okay. the properties. One moment here. All right. Okay, in the chat room, do you have any questions that you would like to ask, um, Pastor um, Sam? You can just place your question in the chat. I see that you are not. I see that you're not, you haven't called in, but you can definitely um, put your question in the chat room, and we'll get it answered for you. Wow, I've never been on this this much warfare this long. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor. You just praying. I've never been on under this much warfare, my. It's been a long time. <laughs> wow, Jesus. Go ahead, Pastor Sam. You still there? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we need to do some praying because I we need to pray for everything because I've never been on this so so much warfare like this. The phone hanging up and stuff like that. Wow. Go ahead, man of God. All right, I want us to pray. I really want us to pray this prayer so well. I let I want us to pray. 
and ask the blood of Jesus to pay for every generational liability, every generational iniquity. Let the blood of Jesus begin to pay for every generational liability that might be tormenting our lives. Let the blood begin to pay them right now. I want you to put that prayer with me alongside. Let the blood of Jesus pay for every generational sin, generational iniquity that has been tormenting our life, that has been blocking our life, our destiny, our progress, our ministry, our calling. Let the blood, let the blood, let the blood, let the blood, let the blood pay for it right now. Let the blood, let the blood, let the blood, let the blood, let the blood pay for it right now. Let the blood, let the blood of Jesus begin to pay for those things in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, woman, I'm going to continue, man. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to ask you one more question. Um, tell the viewers what is a spiritual cage. Sometimes your life could be caged. Your finance could be caged. Your, your ministry, your business could be caged. How would somebody know if their life is caged or whatever area in their life is caged? Let's talk about spiritual cages and how to um, pray against breaking the spirit education for people's life. Go ahead, man of God. Uh, there are so many areas, uh, so many signs I want to know if uh, it's, it's like a cage. I want to call spiritual cage. Spiritual cage is more like a physical cage or a spiritual, it's also called a spiritual prison where people are being caged and then, when, you know, I always compare spiritual to the physical. So you being caged physically, you can't go forward, you can't go backward. You remain in the same circle, in the same point. When you are caged, nobody, nothing good comes your way. When you are caged, you cannot exercise your, 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 your gift or your talent because you are caged. When you are caged, you cannot go, you can, if there's limits to what you can do because that's what there's a limit, a, a barrier that's holding you down. So spiritual cage made people to remain stagnant. It's made people to experience failure at the edge of breakthrough or experience what I call Psychic progress when you are roaming in the same circle of life, mm-hmm. from the same stories year in, year out, you experience what I call year in, year out problems. The same problem this year, and you are believing God that, oh, next will be better, but the same thing, the same year, it continues like that, like that. So these are signs of a spiritual cage. Now, nothing good comes into your life. And nothing good because nobody will ready to help because they, you are, you are spiritually you are invisible to help us and so on and so forth. Financially, one can be caged. One go from one debt to the other, debt to the other, and so on. Spiritually, one can be caged. Materially, one can be caged. One ministry can be caged. One ministry can be tied down spiritually, and that ministry will not be good. We will not experience any tangible growth. No matter how highly anointed the minister may be, until he breaks free from that cage, the anointing will not be useful for, for her, even for, sometimes for others as well, and so on and so forth. So my prayer this evening is this. Whatever cage we have found ourselves, the power of resurrection will break those cages, those cage, and we shall be free in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Um, um, Rosalind. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. Okay. Um, it's um someone in the chat room that had a question. I'm gonna just ask their question. Go ahead. And Go their ahead. question is, 
he said that there are so many people out there who who in the past have gone through so many deliverance, but their condition continue to get worse. And so they wanted um, that question to be addressed. Right. Thank you so much for the question. Um, <laughs> that's very interesting. And that's what I've asked for some time with that number. I've asked a hassle question. Like I said, deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. We have to be important about deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. Now, the question is this do we really get deliverance the right way? That's the question. Because if you, if that's that, it works when you get it done in the wrong way, that way you don't put it at all. Because just like, you, 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 have, you have about 20 soldiers at, at your front, and then you go and meet them with only one gun, and then they will shoot you down overnight. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't overcome them. So what, I, what are we talking about? You see, people need to know the right place and the right way to get deliverance. Now, somebody was asking, can she or she can he get deliverance through video and through prayer? No. The deliverance I knew... <laughs> Deliverance are undergone and which have been conducted is not something you do one day and say I'm done. No. If today I'm going for deliverance, I would need to spend my like a whole week for that prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. When you talk about deliverance, talk about deliverance that you are on or you are undergoing three days dry fasting, no food, no water. So because of what we are addressing are things that have been on ground for thousands of years. So it takes aggressiveness. Along the deliverance, you go and then they lay, so they lay hands on you and say, it is well with you, you are delivered. No, you have to evolve your, yourself. You have to be engaged spiritually, aggressively to get delivered. Like someone who has spiritual husband case, First person before you can be delivered, you must be ready. Aggressiveness matters. So my answer is simple. When you deliverance, when they deliver go to the right place for deliverance from the right minister who has been anointed to conduct deliverance. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, they um they had another question. Okay. Um they said if somebody is delivered from demonic attack. Why is the um, why is the demons um, why is that the demons are not weakened so that they cannot return to that to the person? Again? <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> now this is the truth. Demons don't die. The spirit. They don't what they don't die. That is why when you want to fight spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. You must get ready to continue. You don't fight today and relax and say, oh, I've prayed before, I've been living before, let me relax. No. Because the powers you are fighting are always looking for a means of fighting back. You don't get in battlefield and then you shoot your opponent and you expect your opponent to just hand, 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 and hang up and then let you go. No, they want to fight back. It's a spiritual battle, it's a battle between light and darkness. So it's not something you do and say, oh, I pray before, I don't want to pray. It's a continuous exercise. You pray, you continue praying. That is why in spiritual warfare, 
it is better you don't start fighting than to fight and stop. It is worse. Mm. That's the truth. That's the absolute truth. So demons don't die. They don't die. So you can only address them. You can only equip yourself to make your environment uncomfortable for them to stay or to live. But rather, they would rather go for somewhere else and hide. And then when they look at you and say, oh, this fellow has committed one sin or the other, this fellow has gone back to his vomit, they want to come back and revenge. So they don't die. Thank you, ma'am. Are you talking about, because I want to make sure we get some clarity here. Are you talking about um, making sure you don't keep, you don't open no doors. Once you get, once you get your deliverance, don't open the doors to bring the, the demons back. That's what you're saying? You make sure you continue in prayer. You make sure you don't go back to your sins. Okay. You must yeah. make that deliverance. You must continue praying and get, and get involved in the word of God. Most importantly, you must be active for God. That's the easiest way. Get engaged. Find something doing for God. That's the easiest way to maintain your deliverance. Okay. Now, what about um, dealing with the covenants, the known and unknown covenants? Praying, you know, praying, fasting, praying to break the covenants. So a lot of times we don't know what our family or ancestors did to bring these covenants in our life, known and unknown. Or sometimes we did things, to, you know, bringing covenants. I want you to talk about the, how important it is to break these covenants and also dealing with soul ties. Now, keep in mind, you don't have to, you don't have to be, you, you, you don't have to have, okay, you don't have to have, um, you, you don't have, I'm, I'm sorry, you, you, didn't, you don't have to have sex with someone to have a soul tie. Anytime you establish any type of relationship with a person, that's a soul tie. Some people think, oh, you have to have sex. No, that's a part of it. But if any type of relationship you have a person, Good or bad, it's a soul tie. So the breaking covenants, dealing with those soul ties, are very important. Um, then once you address them, then we won't let pass. I don't know if you have another question. I can't see nothing in my chat room. My computer is really acting up. I appreciate you online here helping me. I don't see anything. So um, yeah, you're not showing. You're not showing up as being on chat. I'm sorry. You're not showing up as being on chat. You're just only on phone, what I'm seeing over here. But um, so um, you may have to restart, refresh your computer so that okay. you can come back on chat, okay? Okay, thank you. But I, I appreciate you in the, helping the people in the chat room. But I, I want to talk about that, the point of breaking, breaking covenants and dealing with the soul ties. Go ahead, Pastor. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, like I said, each of these subjects are different subjects entirely. Which uh, we uh, so issue of soul tie and covenant. Covenant is uh, like an agreement between two parties, legal agreement between two parties, and uh, with the parties consent or not. Covenants uh, can be made on behalf of someone. Covenants can start when someone is evil in the mother's womb. That's the covenant. So one's father can make a covenant on behalf of one. Now, the question is this, is it good covenant or bad covenant? So that's where the challenge always lies. If it's a bad one, it manifests. If it's a good one, fine. Like when Samuel was born, 
Adam went and made a vow, a covenant with God, and said, my son will serve you all the days of his life. So if the father does not know about God, if they have something somewhere else they believe in, that's the same thing we go and do it and say, oh, my daughter will serve you all the days of life. So, but covenant can be broken. Prayerfully, it can be what? It can be broken. Now, like he said, most times we don't know what those covenants are, but Holy Spirit knows them all. Amen. Amen. Oh. Okay. Holy Spirit knows, knows them all. So, most times during prayer, Holy Spirit can reveal to one, oh, these are the areas that need to be addressed. So, that's how to address that. And it's just so tired, so tired, mostly. It can it can be effective most times when sex is involved, but like I said, like you said, not all about sex. Sometimes, like issue of of, uh, of David and Jonathan, they have a so tight because they are close friends. So, but most times it's much more effective when sex is what is involved, which must be broken. And the so tight is what caused some ladies why they are in a relationship. They think about their past relationship. Because what he has been, what he has been a so tight because blood has been involved. That's the blood covenant has been involved. Blood covenant is much more powerful, but it, it can all be addressed spiritually, and one can get their freedom from that. Okay, um, I want to I want to mention also how important it is before you say I do for you and your future husband or future wife get deliverance. A lot of people marry people with degeneration curses or baggage, you know, they have and both people have. It's so, you know, it's so important that people know before you say I do to anybody, both of you get delivered besides, you know, background tests and STD testing. We live in 2015. You don't know what people have been where they're at. You know, coming from, doesn't matter they call them some pastors or titles. You don't know who, where people, it's so important to get an STD testing. Um, background check, and talk about deliverance, how important it is to go for deliverance before you say, I do to any man or any woman. Both of you need to go. Talk, talk about that. Yeah, my advice is always to every couple, every young couple, is uh, we all have our, our past. Are you getting me? Everyone, before we met ourselves, always, whether maybe the person will have been in the world or have slept with different women and other stuff. No, nobody's perfect. We have our past. But when you meet a man or a woman before you actually agree to marry, I will always advise both of both parties to go for deliverance and general spiritual checkup so that you can build your foundation on on fresh ground. You go go and sanitize your spiritual and body spiritually from every past involvement, from every past every past so tight, everyone you have come across to before now. Because this funny thing about so tight or whatever thing is this, issue of sex is this. When a man meets with a woman having sex, the demons in that man will be transferred to the woman's life and vice versa. So when such man comes across you and then such man has not gone for under, undergo deliverance, so those demons are still in the height in the body, they will transfer to other person's life. And it continues like that, like that, like that. So to start a new life, a new relationship, a new union, always you should go forward, spiritual checkup, deliverance, and clear yourself and start on a fresh ground. Amen. So deliverance, before you say I do, deliverance is one of those things you should do before counseling. Nothing wrong with marriage counseling, talking about, the, you know, the finances and who's going to do what. Nothing wrong with marriage counseling, but everybody, I, you know, I tell you, 
you know, this is 2015 be 2016, a couple more months. Everybody needs deliverance. I don't care who you are. No one is exempt from deliverance. You know, um, it's so important those things happen before you start. I do, and I always say FTD check assessment and background check. But I know Pastor says you have another question. Go ahead, Pastor, please. Yeah, there, there's two more questions over here in the chat. No um, problem. The, uh, the other two, the two questions are, if somebody is delivered from a demonic, I'm sorry, no, I read, we already did that one. Okay. Um, if the person after deliverance is filled with the Holy Ghost, how can the demons return? And then, um, and then the next one is, I agree with you that the demons don't die, but why can't you bind them not to return to the person again? Yeah, thank you so much. It can be bonds. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Kathy. Go ahead. Sorry. It can be bonds. It can be bonds and the fetters of fire and thrown to the pit of where they belong, which can be the wish, of course. But like I said, even though you bind them and then they will say, you defensively go back to his vomit, there are not only one demon, there are other ones who are still walking around. There are other ones who are talking about. So if you bind the demon fornication, and then that one is, is already bind down, and then the fellow now go back, the demon of, of, of jokeries can come around. <laughs> or the demon of lying can come around. So each, each, each spirit, each habit have their demons. So not one demon controlling all. Every unwanted habit, there's a demon behind it. So that's why it's always good to come out to the first question to be filled with the Holy Ghost. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you are prayerful, you are full of the Word of God, no demon can come near you. You are regular in the church, you are going to Bible study, you are working for God, you are active in God's presence, you are paying your tithes, you are being faithful in God's house, no demon can stop your church, your destiny. Because those things make you to become what? Untouchable for any place of darkness. So that is the, the level in the video I need to get to. And then before I know it, one we need to manifest this for our destiny. Hallelujah. Okay, Pastor, you know what? I'm picking up. I want to, I want to, I wanna, I'm, pick, I'm picking up something. And it's something everybody needs to know. There's, okay, if you're in a home, sometimes your apartment, your house needs to be cleansed. Amen. House cleansing. Sometimes those things, if you're being attacked like that, I'm talking in general. If you've been attacked like that, you need to cleanse your house. Um, get somebody, an uh, anointed man of God like Pastor Sam, somebody anointed. Uh, come to cleanse your house. They even got prayers on YouTube. Uh, sorry, man of God, I know of that have prayers. You can pray or you can pray. You need a warfare prayer to pray through your house and keep the keep the word. If you keep a warfare prayer in your house and get your house cleansed and you pray um, Psalms 91, before you go to sleep, Psalm 35, Psalm 68, um, you know, before you go to sleep and anoint yourself with the oil, you know, cover yourself with the blood of Jesus, put in, cover yourself with the blood of Jesus, put on the whole arm of God and get your house cleansed your, or your apartment cleansed. And, and like I said, uh, put on the whole arm of cover yourself with the blood of Jesus and keep up, uh, get you a warfare CD, keep that playing in your house. And read your Bible before you go to sleep, then you won't have those problems. Okay, I'm just I just want to put that out. If anybody's going through that, 
Because you have to cleanse your house. You need to be cleansed and get your wall filled. Go ahead, Pastor. You go ahead, Pastor Sam. Go. Talk about how you cleanse your house. Okay. That's okay. That's a good advice. Uh, the best thing is for one to be always spiritually awake and alert. Make sure you pray before you go to bed. Possibly wake up in the night and pray and listen. Now listen, for everyone down to five spiritual battles must be a night prayer warrior. At Thank least you. 10 minutes or one hour in the night you must wake up and pray. And take charge of your environment. Take authority over your vicinity. Bind the forces around the environment. Bind the forces in the air. Bind the forces that may be running about in the street. Most of our streets are full of demons. You don't know your neighbor, who's right, your neighbor, your, your next neighbor, you don't know who she is or who he is. It might be an agent of darkness. So you must take charge of your environment and allow the Holy Ghost to take over your environment. That's, that's it. Amen. Um, this is confirmation. Um, thank God for Pastor D. I was on her, her show Tuesday, and I talked about the power of praying at midnight and command your morning. Now, Mountain of Fire, you Google midnight prayer. They got prayers you can pray at midnight. And also, you can command your morning. Once you pray the prayer of midnight prayer, if you know, get your warfare book or call Pastor Sam. He tell you what to do. He's more experienced than that. But I'm telling you what I do. I I got the prayer of midnight prayer um, prayers. I command my morning, and then I thank God for Psalm 91. That's a prayer of protection, and Psalm 35. And also, Pastor Sam taught me also to read Psalm 68. If you're in the middle of the night and you you know we all close to the the witches and warlocks between midnight and five a.m. But they're up, they're up. They're trying to destroy. You don't know who's plotting to plan against you or your family. You know we live, live in the last days. The enemy is dealing. You know, um, so much spirit, spirit of death is on the rise, spirit of sickness, poverty, and witchcraft. And a form of witchcraft is disobedient. You must be obedient to the things of God. Amen. But those are those the devil's trying to do the people. Amen. So we gotta be like he said, be in the middle of the night praying, not only for yourself but for your family, but get you a warfare a, a, get you a good warfare prayer book and read your warfare scriptures or contact Pastor Sam. Pastor Sam, just go ahead and pray a prayer that we should be praying at, at, on the midnight hour. Because some of us just don't know. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is on a different level here. And they say, Well, what do I need to do on the middle in the middle of the night? How do I pray? What scriptures? What prayer? You know, how do I how do I the warfare prayer. Let's, let's go like that, 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 when we're calling midnight, the first thing is to aggressively sing worship and pray songs to invite God's presence into your house. Then take authority by environment. Read some like some terrified, some ninety one for protection, and and then take, just take charge of the environment. Command every conspiracy in the heavens, in the water, in the sea, in the land against you to scatter. Command every evil meeting that has been summoned to, to, not, not, not to be hold. Call against every witchcraft meeting, environmental strongmen, every environmental powers, midnight caterers, spiritual caterers, witchcraft powers. You are the power to address in the hour of the night. So when you bind those powers and you pray and you, you, you pray those prayers, then you can go to rest and you believe that God's person will, will be around you and then you can sleep at peace and wake up at peace. And the most important, when you wake up, very, very important, whether you remember or not, always come to your dreams. Dreams are very, very important. Because sometimes you remember their dreams because sometimes what, what the enemy does is that they wipe away people's memory even when they have some dreams, they won't remember those dreams. 
So cast your dreams and then and, 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 and get back to work for the next day and so on. Okay. I want you, okay, I'm, I want you briefly pray how to cast your dreams, and then I'm going to let Pastor D, um, you know, have something to say. Go ahead, do a prayer how to cast your dreams. Uh, so when you wake up and then you, you either, like I said, whether you remember or not, whether you remember that you had a dream or not, but if you can remember, fine. But if you don't remember, always soak. You say to yourself, I soak every hour of the night in the blood of Jesus, using the power in the blood to cancel every negative dream and its effects. Its effects might be now or in the future. Because some dreams are waiting to manifest in the next six months, one year, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So you can the effect of this dream now or in the future effect of it. And then you claim the good dreams and declare them to come to pass. Because most times, bad and evil dreams usually come to pass first before even the good ones. So you command the good one to come to pass and cancel generally the bad ones. Thank you, man. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, because, you know, we, we're here to teach and train people, amen. But definitely, um, um, we'll let Pastor see, and we'll let Pastor give out his information, which is an altar call. But it's very important. We have a good warfare praying book to pray, amen, and read the warfare scriptures. Go ahead, Pastor see The floor is yours, woman God. Okay, I just want to bring out a, a couple of things here, and I'm, I'm just going to go into the Word of God and the Scriptures. Now, um, in in Mark 9 and 25, the Word of the Lord um, declared. It said, "When Jesus saw the the people um, came, when Jesus saw that the people came running, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more." And um, even when you look at the strategies on what went forth here in this deliverance that was going forth, I mean, Jesus rebuked the spirit. He commanded it to come out, and then he commanded it not to enter again. And we have that same authority and that same power. But what is missing in a component that is missing um, in, um, in in the deliverance, what I, you know, you hear a lot of people do one and two, but many men number three which uh, leaves room and the door open for the spirit um, to come back. And so as, as a deliverance min, a minister, those who are called to the deliver, deliverance ministry, um, that when deliverance is going forth, just to keep in remembrance that you also have the power to command the spirit not to enter the person again. Amen. Um, not to enter the person again. We do have that authority and, and that right. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been written in the word. And I also just want to speak briefly about an, an, an acquired curse. Now, if you go over to the book of Samuel, over in the book of Samuel, and I want to say that it's probably going to be around um, chapter in chapter eighteen. Um, in chapter eighteen, nineteen is going to be the um, it's going to be the first couple of set of scriptures. This is when you're going to find, um, and I'm going to make sure that it's first Samuel, not second Samuel. But um, this is when you're going to find um, David. You're going to find where is where um, the children of God, the Israelites, they were they was in a famine, and this is right after David was restored as king from um, after um, his son Absalom had died. It, it's directly after that. You're going to find that there was a famine in, in Israel. 
okay? And it, there was in a famine, and, and David began to acquire to God, you know, why had they been in a famine for three years? And what took place was they had been in a famine because of uh, a curse that was acquired when King Saul was in leadership or was the king for Israel. King Saul had, um, I think it was a given night, that King Saul tried to wipe out of the the face of the earth when Joshua had already made a covenant and agreement with with him. And because King Saul... uh, the king, because King Saul had was doing injustice to the Gibeonites, then that brought forth a curse on the children of Israel. Now the curse did not come forth before King Saul died, and however, um, because it was still there, um, it, it was going to come forth in, in in the land. And it just so happened that after David acquired kingship, the curse came about um, until the people, and he acquired he acquired to God and. God gave him the reason why they was under the famine. And even when God gave him the reason why they was under the famine, because it was under the curse that he acquired, a curse that he acquired when he acquired that kingship. But um, he also, you'll also see the strategies that David went forth in the word of God. He went to the Gibeonites and, and he made, you know, he, and he made, rep- um, he, he, he made he made it right. I can't think of the right word right now, but he went and he got it back in order. Amen. Mm-hmm. He went and got it back in order, uh, and the famine was lifted from the children of Israel. Okay. So, um, you know, so there is, um, you know, three. there's definitely three ways, but I want to just deal with that acquired curse since we were talking about it. You know, you can, you can open it though to a curse. Uh, you can um, get a, a curse to come from your ancestors. And then that's that. Then that's an inherit, um, inherited curse. And then the um, and that's from your bloodline. And then a quiet curse is a curse of a property or something that you have come that you have came into having that is already cursed. Amen. Amen. You're right. That's you're right. That is so. That's right. And and um, Pastor Sam, they talk about word curses because sometimes we can speak word curses over ourselves. And sometimes people can speak word curses all on us, um, evil decrees and evil pronouncements. Let's talk about that area as well, and we can wrap it up. Thank you, Pastor. Good example and point taken. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for that. Uh, there are all called spoken curses or issue spoken curses or wrong confession. Uh, Bible says our, our tongue is full of... of uh, of living tongue of life and death. So any word that is not according to God's word, if not God's word, can be a curse. But most times people put on the self, we call it self-inflicted causes. Self-inflicted causes. Oh, many negative confessions are self-inflicted causes. That's why we must allow our words to rhyme with the word of God. We must not allow what we are passing through to make us to make some negative confessions about ourselves. But every word we speak has the power to come to pass, whether it's good or evil. So, self-inflicted can be reversed, can be cancelled, and can be addressed. But now that we have the knowledge of it, we should be careful of what we see, not just to ourselves, even about our country, about our nation, 
about our city, about our state, about our families, about our friends, about how we react to our children, what words we use to our children. Those words can go a long way to do have a negative effect on the children, even in the near future. Our spouse, what language do we use to talk to them? That's what concept inflated causes which which come from wrong confession, wrong spoken words, and negative words. Amen. Okay. Um before we before we wrap it up into all to go, just pray just pray, um, if you could pray to cancel any word curses, any evil decrees and every any evil pronouncements. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we agree this evening and we come against every negative spoken word, self-inflicted causes, or the, every negative, every statement of doubt that people have issues concerning us, anyone on this prayer line, about our ministry, our career, our marriage, our finances, and every area of our life. We command the power in the blood of Jesus to cancel those words in the name of Jesus. It is interesting. We see that things and it comes to pass when the Lord has not established it. We come against every negative spoken word that anyone has ever issue against us, we have ever issue against ourselves when we are in times of challenges. We disannul them, we cancel them, we reverse them, we reject them, and we command them to become useless over our lives in the name of Jesus Christ, and we replace them with the word of God for our life. And from today, that word of God shall be read in every area of our life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Um, Pastor Sam, please give out your um, phone number, your contact information, where you're located, and how can people, if they want to, they want to sow a seed or be a part of your morning um, prayer line. You have Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. That's the time, 7 a.m., Go ahead, um, uh, this is my direct line, my direct phone number, my personal phone number, 832 832-815-0092. 832-815-0092. Uh, my email, like I said before, uh, can my direct email info at samhunsu.com or I N F O info at samhunsu S A M H U N S U dot com. Uh, my website is www.samhunsu.com. dot com. S A M H U N S U dot com. That's my blog anyway. So, but my line again is eight three two eight one five zero seven nine two. Let me please say this one: No matter how uh, how many how long the devil has been tormenting anyone, there's always a better way out. There's always room for thorough deliverance. There's always room for restoration. There's always room to defeat the enemies and bounce back and want to achieve it to our destiny. And we shall achieve our destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you so much. Amen. And Pastor, I thank you um, for helping me. I know you put put in this information in the chat room. I want to thank everyone who called in the chat room. I'm your host, Prophet Robin Jennings. Contact me is Robin. Jennings at yahoo.com. I'm here every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday, 7, same time, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 
every Friday. Um, if you like to sow a seed, you like to be a part of the ministry, you're trying to get the message on forgiveness. So many people, um, and the, the main um, part of your, your deliverance is forgiveness. Amen. That's a major key in your deliverance is to forgive. Amen. So many people didn't learn the power to forgive themselves, forgive others, and repent and apologize. You know, repent to God, apologize if you have said and done somebody. That's the main key. If you want to be set free, whatever you're going through is the power of forgiveness. When you don't forgive and don't let go, it hinders you and it keeps you from walking in your, your deliverance, your healing, your, you know, your breakthrough. Amen. So we all, I don't care who you are, all of us need to forgive. Amen. That's the key thing right now is to forgive. Amen. And if you're struggling in that area, I'm here for you. Um, it's Roslyn Jennings at Yahoo.com. I'm on Facebook at Power uh, of Forgiveness Ministry. I have my own um, personal page. That's R-O-S-A-L-Y-N Jennings, J-E-N-N, two N's, I-N-G-S, at Yahoo.com. Once we finish, we're going to do an altar call. Because we want people to be saved and healed and delivered tonight. And your salvation, amen, your salvation, because hell is real. I know a lot of us experience hell on this earth, but there's a real hell, and we don't want nothing um, to keep you from um, repenting and forgiving. And accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Don't put off tomorrow. Accept him today. And those who, you know, want to rededicate your life, listen, your salvation is more important than um, is Pastor Ray Ray or Pastor Whoever hurt you in the church, a lot of times we've been so hurt by the church, by people in the church, people in general, that we just, you know, don't, your relationship is a screen, your relationship between you and God, not people. God has for you. Um, five months ago, like I said, my brother was still in prison, and in my time of grief, it's been very painful. I spent a lot of rejection, a lot of abandonment, you know, it really hurt. I'm like, God, you know, where's everybody at, especially the people? That stood, you know, for and was there for them. And when, I, when it came to me, so it was been very painful. And at one time, I didn't even want to minister the word. I was really, really, uh, I was really thinking about becoming a Mormon or a Muslim. I'm sure that's, that's how much hurt I was then. I couldn't believe in my time of grief how, you know, people have really done me wrong. And then, then after repent to God, you know, I said, hold up, Roslyn. God has called you, not people. In spite of your pain and it hurt, you have to cry to God. We saw one of the effect. I started to build my heart because I want I want to become I want to become better, not bitter. You know, when you go through things in life and you experience all this rejection and hatred, you can, you can really become bitter. You know, let's just be real. But I thank God, you know, for the power of forgiveness and, and redemption, and that I'm becoming now better, not bitter. Amen. And I have to repent to God. Amen. And I said, God, you caught me. You know, in spite of I don't, I don't know why. You know, I'm going through all this hell, you know. But in spite of, I had to forgive the people. I had to forgive my family. I had to forgive everybody. And I had to forgive myself. Amen. And so no matter what you go through, I'm sharing that testimony. I'm being transparent because people are really hurting because people in the church have really done people wrong, you know. Or if your family has done you wrong, and you need to know that God loves you. And you have to have a relationship with God. Amen. Don't let nobody stop you. From going forward, what God has called you, you are called by God, not by, by men. And so I just want to share that testimony to help anybody out there that knows that God loves you and you are important to God. 
and to forgive people. Amen. And so I'm going to give Pastor the opportunity to do altar call. And we're going to wrap it up. And God bless everyone. And thank you for joining me tonight here on the Power Forgiveness Show. Go ahead, Pastor. Pastor, you there? Zimmy, other son? Yeah, go ahead, Pastor Sam. All right, thank you so much uh, once again. And I thank everyone for being a talent this evening. We, Father, we thank you this evening for what you have done. We appreciate you. I lift up everyone, your children that are here today into your hands. I ask, oh God, for open heaven. I ask, oh God, for open door, financial, spiritual, marital, social, and every area. In the name of Jesus, as you go in right now from this prayer line, go and enjoy open heaven and open door in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. So go ahead and do a salvation call. Um, all to pause. To wrap it up, please. Give people an opportunity to get to Jesus or rededicate your life back to Christ. All right. Uh, the most important thing in life is to, is to know Christ first. We can all say the world is full of so many challenges here and there, but the only way out is Jesus Christ. Because as you are hearing right now, you have not accepted him as your Savior. There is nothing in the world out there. Everything in the world is just vanity. Quickly, wherever you are, if you want to accept Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior, it is a very, very great opportunity for you to do that. So quickly, just say this few prayer with me. Wherever you are, the distance on the barrier. I want to agree with you right now. Say with me quickly. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I've come to you. Forgive me all my sins. Wash me with your blood. Purify me and make me whole. I confess my sin. Save me. And from henceforth, I declare I am born again. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. If you pray that prayer with me, look for a Bible, look for a, a, a Bible-believing church nearby and start attending a fellowship. And start attending. Get the Bible and start. Uh, and uh, I want to do this quickly. I want to say something. If you, if you actually pray that prayer, I want to offer you a free Bible. Wherever you are, you can just call the number or call prophetess and then send me your mailing address. I want to send you a, a, a free Bible. But that is where the secret lies. So you can start studying the Word, reading the Word of God, and before you know it, you become a champion in the Lord. And the Lord will empower you to remain a champion till Jesus Christ comes in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Yes, it's not, a, it's not about religion, it's not about tradition, it's about relationship. With, with, you know, we yeah. can have a relationship with God, amen, and he's your deliverer, he's your healer, and he's your provider, and we're here for you, I'm here for you, Pastor Sam, Pastor Steve, we're here for you. We're real people, we've been, I know I've been through hell and back, you know, nobody but God's grace, I'm, you know, I'm here. His grace, his mercy, amen. And I want to thank God for Pastor Sam, I just told him 30 minutes, I told him what, six